0: Yeah. and i'm florence and this is melanin in Madison. i had a plan for how i was gonna start it and then i forgot it it was a song Oh, i don't, I don't. Mm. it's okay <laughs> i'll come up with another um hey Flo. hi so uh yeah we i don't have a voice um surprise surprise <laughs> that's what happens when we we record after the weekend that's just our applause Um, um, so yeah, uh, we missed you guys and we're sorry that we took so long. Sorry. (laughs) Flo is very invested in that apology, I just want y'all to know, um, but yeah, we, we just had our first exam and it was a doozy, it was a doozy. Um, guess what guys? Wait, wait, don't tell me. Okay. We'll wait. We're gonna wait. Okay. Let's get out of our, um, our Elder's Elevation first.
1: Woo.
0: Okay. Um, so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> this week's episode. Sorry, I don't know what's happening over there.
0: <laughs> this week's episode, we're talking about um, waiting. So, I figured this would be an appropriate quote. Living in the moment means letting go of the past and not waiting for the future. Ooh. It means living your life consciously, aware that each moment you breathe is a gift. Oprah Winfrey. So,
2: yes, I messed up. I love actually, I really like that quote, because like last week I was just like thinking about stuff and I was down about stuff. And I was like, wow, like, why are you down? Because like you're in medical school right now. Like it was right before we were about to take our test. And I was like, remember, Kia, like we worked so hard to be in this point of our life. You so did. Was just like, yeah, be happy about that. So, yeah, like,
0: you did. You were like, we're about to take our first medical school test. And I'm like, wow. And And
2: I never thought we'd get here. No,
0: not at all. And honestly, I felt like I was studying for the MCAT all week. (laughs) It was rough. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Oprah knows. And yeah, that's true. Like, it was just really, it's really hard to, like, be in the moment. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
0: think that's, like, something that you should definitely practice just, like, as you progress through this journey. Because, like, so much of this process is waiting.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and like live for the now. Just because like if if you spend so much time like thinking about the future, thinking about the past, and how it's held you back, you're not gonna enjoy the present or like the journey. And like m- like the biggest thing I live by is like find joy in the journey. Like live for the moment. So yeah,
0: yeah, that is your thing.
2: Mm-hmm. I always <laughs> say that
0: find joy in the journey.
2: Too cute.
0: Did you get that on Pinterest?
2: I probably okay. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> it's okay. Um. Okay. So we got that. Um, honey messages. So we got a really good suggestion and I'm super excited about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So one of um, our Instagram followers commented on our p- last post and basically suggested that we talk about loans and I love it.
2: I do too. Like I literally saw that and I was like, why didn't we think of that? I, we I, were struggling filling out FAFSA so we could do like a full in-depth episode about FAFSA Yeah. like... What you have to do for graduate programs? Yeah, it is a little bit different than undergrad.
0: Yeah, I think we did talk about like loans at one point, but I don't think it's to the degree of like about medical school. I think it was just about like undergrad.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was like a very like previous like one of our first episodes. So I like talking about, and honestly, that's something we still have questions about, like how we, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. how we have like any any time to pay for this stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was our last uh, Mahoney message and we love it. So thank you so much um, to our, to our commenter there. Um, that was that. Next we have our interview question. Oh, so I like this one. I really want my voice back. It's not going to come back. A member of your family decides to depend solely on alternative medicine for treatment of his, his or her significant illness. What would you do? I. That's cute. Oh, it's okay. so thing? doing her hair.
2: Oh, what? Yeah. It's um, cute. <laughs> I. What idea? I would give them the pros and cons and outweighs yeah. of the doing medicine like alternative medicine versus like actually getting help. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's their decision. But I would give them like all the information they needed to make the right decision.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think for me, it would be very hard not to show bias. Um, and especially if this is like one of my close family members, like I would be annoyed. Yeah. Um, so that would be like hard for me. But like, I think from this question, you have to realize like, that's the difference between like dealing with your own life and dealing with someone else's. Mm-hmm. Like you can't make all the decisions in that case. Like it has to be, them with the final say. So yeah, I just I hate this question. I mean, I yeah. love the question, but I hate it because I wouldn't know what to do. Like I I mean, if we were on an interview, I would say like yeah, like what you yeah. said is perfect. Like give them all that I know about them, one of them and not really push them in any direction, but just express love and support mm-hmm. in whatever they do. Mm-hmm. So yeah that's good wow we are zipping through these sections <laughs> um did I get all of them yeah I think so is that all before we do the okay um so today we have a very 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 special episode um well where uh, I had actually interviewed one of my friends from the post program that I did and she talks to us um, about her experiences um and it's more geared towards the waiting list and things like that um so We'll tell you guys um, about our experiences on the waitlist. Yeah. Um, but let's start with our good news.
2: Okay, go. We passed our exam, guys.
0: Yay! <laughs> Yay. All this studying, was worth it?
2: Yay. Um Were you surprised? So during, I t- like I told you, like, during the test, I felt pretty good about it, and I was like, okay, like I'm able to reason through all these questions. I'm like, there's no way, I, like I didn't pass. Wow. Yeah, but then after I got out, and then everyone was like, oh, God, that was horrible. Like, it made me nervous. I was like, oh, God. Because you know when you feel good about something, you actually do bad. I never feel good about it. (laughs) 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 Because you know the people who, like, are like, oh, I killed that. And then they get their score back, and they're like, oh. That was me in undergrad. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, God, okay. So then I was just, yeah, but.
0: Yeah, I am um, completely different vibes on my end of the table. <laughs> I, I um, was taking the exam and just knew it wasn't going well. Like, looking at the ones I flagged, looking at the ones I did, like I, the ones I thought I knew, like, I was just like, this is going bad. Um, and I remember thinking that multiple times. I was like, this is not going well. Um, but I do know, like, I'm very hard on myself when I take exams. And um, I know that. I never feel good about exams like there's Mm -hmm. it's hardly a time if I do feel good about an exam I got like a 98% like because I knew I knew you know what I mean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like it's going to take um, probably about three years for me to feel good about these exams but yeah we passed I called Flo Um, I had a doctor's appointment after the exam and I was walking from my doctor's appointment I was in the middle of the parking lot and I called Flo I was like did you get your
2: exam score? like yeah (laughs) like we passed i know it was good
0: yeah so we take exams every two weeks um Mm -hmm. so get ready to hear this every two weeks yeah and don't ask if we pass if we (laughs) 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 don't ask don't be nosy (laughs) um so yeah um we want to talk about the wait list before or after her segment um what do you mean like we do 15 minutes on this and then Oh, we can talk about after. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll be greedy with our um experiences. But mm-hmm. yeah, so um more talking about waiting, I guess.
2: So what would you do different um for this next exam? Well, I think I'm gonna try like stuff that I feel like I want to remember every day. I think I'm gonna try Inky for that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Because I didn't use that at all, last test. Yeah, I need to be more diligent about my flashcards. Because like, when I was
0: studying for the MCAT, I did flashcards three times a day, and it was great.
2: Yeah. It was really great. I'm not a flashcard person, so it'll be an adjustment for me. It's just hard to like remember. Mm-hmm. That's I, really it. I feel like I used flashcards in high school, but that I feel I can't compare it. <laughs> like, I mean, there's like 20 flashcards. You're right. You are absolutely right. Yeah
0: high school flashcards is completely different. I used to do paper flashcards in high school. Yeah,
2: when you'd have the flashcards at home, you used to work them up in the little six. Pay- yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It was awful.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Did we tell them we're going to Guatemala? Um. I don't know. We're I going think, to Guatemala. Yeah, I think so. I think last time we recorded, we had just found oh. out, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, but if we did, we're going to Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> um. And that'll be cool. So if you guys have any questions,
0: um, about that episode, I do want us to record while we're there. Do you think that'll be possible? Yeah. I'm sure we'll have a curfew. Yeah. I just don't know how busy we'll be. I guess that's we'll find true. out more like and we might be exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, any more about this part of the show? deal we'll put more at the end then <laughs> okay so next we're gonna listen to a word from our sponsor anka who be putting our uh this is weird who puts our <laughs> who puts our episodes up um and doesn't give us any slack when our content is like so um yeah we'll listen to them and then you'll get to hear my fun fun interview with vicky so yeah vicky yes i'm here Oh my goodness. It worked. Oh, it sounds so good. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Kiatana. So um, this is the podcast and I'm so excited. One, that this is working.
1: Two, that you're on the show. Yes.
0: Hi, everyone.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, Vicky, do you want to just talk about yourself? Okay. So my name is Vicky and I'm from the South side of Chicago. Um, clearly I'm in pursuit of medicine. I'm an aspiring surgeon, and it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I am, which is almost in medical school, but I guess Mm -hmm. you'll ask me questions so that the people can get to know me a little better.
0: Sure. Um, Talk about your background. Like, What did you, um, you know, like undergrad
1: major and... I don't know favorite color okay well my favorite color is pink it's always been <laughs> that since i was a kid but um, i went to northwestern university for undergrad in evanston illinois and i had a non-traditional science major of communication sciences and disorders with a minor in african american studies um so was, whoa yeah. wait how did i not know that was your degree um, I don't know. In our program, everyone was like a bio major. And then I had this mouthful of a major, but it was different, but it was still science-y. Yeah. So, you know, I come with like a slightly different perspective. Um, we had to work in a clinic in undergrad. So like a learning disorders clinic or audiology clinic or speech and language pathology clinic. Mm-hmm. So I immediately got exposed to working with different populations while actually being in my school building, which was pretty cool. That's so cool. Is that why that school is so expensive? Oh, but you got a good, you got like a lot of scholarships, didn't you? Oh, Northwestern is 100% need So going to college, having a lot of siblings and your parents being pastors, i.e. not a lot of money right. means you got like a full ride. Oh my which was great. gosh,
0: that's a dream. Cause like that kind of major doesn't seem like something that's just like casual at every you know what I mean
1: like it sounds very specific yeah it's only at a few institutions in the country and by a few I mean like I think maybe 10 or 15 but it's not clearly like the chemistry bio Mm -hmm. physics major Mm -hmm. anything like that what made you choose that well first of all I chose it because Someone lied to me and told me that when I went to college, I would no longer have to take foreign language. Oh, Got to college and was in the College of Arts and Sciences. And they were like, yeah, you got to do two years. And I was like, oh, how can I not do two years? Someone told (laughs) me about the major and I said, where can I sign up?
0: Wait, what's wrong with foreign language?
1: I have done it my whole life. Like, well, sure. I mean, I was really fluent. Yeah, I, I did Spanish. Oh, okay. I was fluent too, but I was just over it because I had taken Spanish since I was in like first grade uh-huh. all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, if I don't have to do it no more, this is great. And then I felt like I was hoodwinked. Oh my god! I had to do it and I just didn't want to. Bamboozled. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Listen. That is
0: funny. Um, okay. So usually when we have a guest on the show, um, we have them give us a quote or saying that they like live by, or just like they always come back to that like uplifts them. So, do you have anything? It can be a
1: Bible verse as well. So mine is one hundred percent a Bible verse. As I said, both my parents and pastors, grew up in the church, and I got the scripture where it's located tattooed on me last November. Okay. It's Philippians four and thirteen. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. All right. So um, earlier in the journey, sometimes I would doubt myself, um, especially when you graduate from college and all your friends come out making 50, 60 K and then you've applied to a post-bac program where now you've officially signed up to be in debt mm. or I worked for two years and I was like, yeah, I'm making money. But then I signed up to go to med prep, another post-bac program. So I was you know, and that all over again. Right. So I had to keep telling myself, like, this is my purpose. This is my calling. And if this is what God has for me, it's for me. So no matter what, I can do all things, anything that comes my way, any obstacle, God is going to be with me and walk me through it. And I have his strength to do so. I love that. I really do. And that's, I mean, that's something that yeah. everybody can really relate to. I believe that. Well, not, you know, in that
0: specific way, but everybody's had to tell themselves, like, this is my journey. Like, that, this is what I need to do to get to my success but what everybody else is doing may not be you know my calling I can't do the same as everybody else but that's real Mm -hmm. so I have a lot of people who ask me it's okay in my opinion I can't imagine leaving a like job job and going back to school so how like I've had a lot of people tell me I'm interested in going to medical
1: school but like I feel like I need a post program but like I'm making money how do I leave it you know I mean, my whole thing was I couldn't see myself being a clinical research coordinator for the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, that money was cool then. But I mean, I'm working around doctors, I'm working around nurses and this is the field I want to go into. I don't want to. I mean, like, yes, great experience for, you know, my CV or whatever now. But am I ultimately going to be happy doing this forever? Mm -hmm. No. So it was an easy decision to me. Save up some money. To, I think the first year of Med Prep, I was able to pay for my rent out of pocket mm-hmm. or whatever because I saved up like 13K or 14K by the time I got to Carbondale. And I mean, no regrets, no looking back. But if it's really what you want to do, I don't really think it's a hard decision to make. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: really something that you have to decide. Like, I don't think anybody can tell you something that
0: sounds better than what you've already decided. You know what I mean? It make yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like a lot of people will be like, I just, you know, I don't want to go broke. And it's like, well, that's that's
1: part of it. So it's <laughs> it's kind of what you sign up for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's also like, you know, changing your mindset. Medical school is only four years. Yeah. You know, and like even though I've done like a few postback programs, but it's still just a small portion of my life. I'm going to be a practicing physician for way longer than this you know this journey to medicine like I would love to think that you know it didn't take me what I'm 28 now I've been in school practically my whole life and be like oh well I'm just gonna practice be a practicing physician for 10 years then I'm gonna be done and on to the next hobby because like I mean medicine is not a hobby yeah no it's a profession it's a career it's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. you know so I think that once you change your goals and know that like med school yeah like it takes a long time to get there but that's just a small part of the journey yeah and that the what comes next is the forever I love that that's my favorite no yeah I'm writing that down
0: and <laughs> listeners should too uh, um, <laughs> what um so you said you did a postback program did you do the postback program straight from undergrad or did you like work a little bit then do
1: one so I went straight from undergrad to Drexel's post-bac program because in undergrad, I'd only taken chemistry freshman year mm-hmm. and I got, Northwestern's are in quarters. So I got a C minus, C minus, then a C. And I was like, oh yes, I finally got a C and not a C minus. This is great. Like I'm improving. And I went to talk to my advisor and she just broke it down for me plain because she's um a minority advisor as well. So, you know, I, I took what she had to say seriously. Uh-huh. She was like, look, you, I know you really want to be a physician. I'm not saying that you cannot, but getting into medical school with all these C's is going to be very hard. I think that you should work on trying to strengthen your GPA and then do a post-bac program mm-hmm. to finish taking your prereqs. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, cool. You've been advising students for years. Got it. I'm going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So I applied to post-bac programs and went straight to Drexel in Philadelphia after I graduated to do my prereqs. And that was my first time taking MCAT, too. I wasn't ready, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to take it because that was the last of the old MCAT before the new one was coming out in, like, April of 2015. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, let me hurry up and take this. Mind you, I got A's and B's while I was at Drexel, except in biology. I got a C-. Mm minus. So I didn't even get to take the second semester because you need a C or better to, you know, move on to the next sequence. Wait, so I'm kind of confused. How long is the Drexel post back? The post back, I believe it's four semesters. Okay, so two years, essentially?
0: Yeah. Okay, so you did the first year,
1: and then took the MCAT? I did all of the classes. But um, I
0: feel like you're thinking.
1: Yeah. Okay. And no, I was like, I did all the classes minus the second part of biology. Okay. okay. So I took, you know, physics one and two, mm-hmm. gen chem one and two, Orgo two semesters. Uh-huh. But I only took one semester of bio. Okay. Okay. So when I taken the test, um, my bio score. I mean, granted, my score period was trash. Okay. The first time I took the MCAT, I got a 13. Like. Oh, this is um, the old one. Yeah, this was the old so, one. So, okay. And so, for those who
0: don't know, I don't think I remember the details of the MCAT. I think the highest was a 36.
1: Did I make that up? 32? I mean, I think it was like a 36 or it was between 36 and 45. Honestly, I don't know. Uh-huh. It's so long ago. But basically, I scored in like the the fourth percentile or the second percentile, like it was ridiculous oh, but I'm just like you know coming from a family of I'm gonna be like the first one yeah. that's a doctor in my family yeah I didn't really know anything like how do you study for the MCAT shoot I didn't know that you're supposed to sign up months in advance for the Talk MCAT how long you're supposed to study I was so unprepared yeah. that you know and my mother's just like oh yeah girl just just sign up and like, you'll be fine. And I think a week or so before the MCAT, I was like, you know, I think I'm just gonna not take it because mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And coming from a praying family, my mother's like, oh, but you never know what God can do. And I'm not saying that we should doubt God, yeah. but faith without works is dead. <laughs> and so if I wasn't really putting me in the work to, you know, let my faith pull me through, uh-huh. how was I really expecting to get, you know, scoring like a 28, 30, on the MCAT yeah. and my practice scores were saying that I was going to get like a 13 mm-hmm. but so were you know indicators. my mother's like but you never know yeah they were they were like strong indicators and that just you know to me that was the the first real setback mm-hmm. with this journey that hit like I genuinely believe I was depressed mm-hmm. for maybe like a month because mm-hmm. I was just like wow like I'm never going to be a doctor." Mm-hmm. Like, I studied, granted, I didn't know how to study, Mm -hmm. but I was going to the library every day, looking at books for hours, and going home and relaxing, but I didn't see, you know, any outcome of what I thought I should be seeing. Mm -hmm. And so after that, that's when I decided to come back home, and I worked for two years to figure out, like, what's next. Mm -hmm. I know I want to be a doctor, but how can I best maximize my time? Mm -hmm. So um I think then it's like after two years of working, that's when I went to Med Prep and then you and I met. Mm, ta-da. <laughs> so <laughs> um
0: I liked Med Prep, I did. Um I feel like med prep was very um straightforward. I don't know about organization, but I mean like as far as like what I needed, yeah. it was enough organization, I guess. Would you
1: say? Mm-hmm. I would yeah. I agree yeah
0: like I, I mean to me I feel like if you're a grown person like you should also take responsibility for organizing your own time and things like that you know it's not their responsibility to walk us to class and like eat lunch together stuff like yeah, that hold your hand um exactly not their job yeah. yeah so I think you know for the most part like I definitely appreciated uh this study just learning how to study from med prep um yeah. How
1: would you? How would biggest you, takeaway? Yeah.
0: How <laughs> would you um, tell other people if they're looking for a postback program? Because it's kind of hard to like gauge what postback program is
1: best for you. So how would you say to kind of do that? So I mean, a if you can find anyone who's participated in postback program program, I think they can give you a better view of what it's like than going to any website yeah uh-huh. because no website is going to speak poorly on what their product mm-hmm, is that's true just because i mean that's bad publicity like why would you do mm-hmm. that but if you go to someone and preferably if you could get in contact with more than one person because we are people and our, our experiences are different i think that that would have been great like if if i would known someone from drexel before i had gone out there mm-hmm. I probably would not have chosen the program. Really? Um, Yeah, just because I'm coming right out of undergrad. I think I did need a little bit more nurturing than what it was. And it was an evening post-bac program. Mm -hmm. So specifically for people who were working full-time jobs Mm -hmm. and come to school in the evening. I was 22 years old. I didn't even have a job when I went out there. Wait, say that again You cut out. I was 22 years old when I moved out there Uh for that program. So I didn't have a job. Oh. So during the day when everyone else is working and then I coming to school at night, I was literally like going crazy. Like, OK, so what am I supposed to do between the hours of eight and five? Because class is not so six to nine p.m. Oh, yeah, that would be different. You know, it was a complete um, gear shift. Mm-hmm. So if I'd known someone, I probably, like, that wouldn't have been what was best for me. Something, I guess, at that age, definitely something during the daytime, because, I mean, I've been going to school during the daytime my whole life. Right. And then with prep, I think um, you hit the the nail on the head when you said you learned how to study. Mm -hmm. When Dr. Paul made us do the Myers-Briggs and walked us through the type of learner that we were and how our learning style worked with test-taking and how to flip over into the other side mm-hmm. and get some of their strengths as well. Like at the age of 26, 25, what years? Oh, i was 26. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the age of 26 is the first time I genuinely learned how to study, mm-hmm. which could sound crazy, but it was like, but no, she took the time to show us. Yeah. Like, you know, trends throughout, like what we were doing our whole life yeah. and then how to tap into something else that was literally hands down like my favorite part of Mecca. Yeah,
0: I was actually so annoyed when she made us learn how to learn but like it made sense like why would you keep running in the wrong direction like yep. she really like broke our foundation and fixed it before we did anything before we started like ah,
1: this, yeah.
0: is, this is not going to be a Dr. Paul praise session but has she finished her book
1: you say has she has worked. she finished her book Honestly, I don't know. Probably not, but <laughs> she's been. <laughs> I mean, because you know, Doctor Paul's so busy. busy. But I think last last year she did take more time to try to work on. Yeah, it. I'm, I might. I will. So. Whenever she's ready. Yeah, <laughs> make it available on Kindle. Um... Listen, okay.
0: <laughs> but you know, Doctor Paul stays booked. She's booked um, and busy. <laughs>
1: honey, booked and busy.
0: Uh, but yeah, so I would definitely. I don't. I don't even think that's com- I don't know if that's common with postbac programs I think that's very specific to med prep
1: you know what I did one now because I'm in the pre-matriculation program at Rosalind Franklin yes and we had to do they signed us up for an academic success class and at first I'm just like I did this for academic enrichment mm-hmm. and for med prep like i've done this already why do i need to do this again mm-hmm. so ours it wasn't the myers-brick but it was a shorter test and it did tell like you know your learning style and they you know went into how if you're sensing or intuitive so basically you know very similar mm-hmm. but then the second thing that they said was like you're a learner you're all here because you're capable of doing the work but it's something that you did that was wrong mm-hmm. So don't think that you know everything. Always be willing to learn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, get me together real fast. Because <laughs> I, here I go, coming in here saying, I did this already. Why I need to do Dang. this again? But you're literally telling me, I mean, life is ever-changing. It's evolving. I need to continue to let my mind be the same way, to keep changing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty dope, yeah. too. Humbling. Come on. Very humble. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um oh okay so this episode i wanted to talk about waitlist and like what to do how to keep saying when you're on the waitlist when you get waitlisted and how to be positive so
1: do you have any advice about that so um being on the waitlist cuz i interviewed at two schools and i got waitlisted back in january for one and I think early February for the other school and at first I was like you know it was a way for me to keep hope that I would potentially matriculate Mm -hmm. um, this fall and I was just trying to stay positive you know the whole time just not comparing my journey to someone else's journey knowing that it's unique to me Mm -hmm. and I think that throughout that time of being on the wait list my church in Carbondale we had done a a prayer journal where every day you were supposed to pray for five minutes journal for five minutes and read your bible for five minutes oh that's nice so yeah it was literally dope and it was you know because it takes 30 days to build a habit Mm -hmm. so we did it for 30 days in hopes that after that you would keep it up you know and continue your relationship with christ and so i think that that probably was the biggest part that helped me get through because we started the prayer journal right after I was waitlisted at the first school Mm -hmm. and I remember writing like God whatever is your will let it be done like if this is what you have for me at this moment let it be if not guide me into the direction of where you want me to go Mm -hmm. and so I think like having that mindset it was real easy to stay positive and then I just got comfortable with it celebrating my friends accomplishments Mm -hmm. because several of my friends got into medical school and podiatry school and i'm you know just genuinely excited for you because if this is your time i mean i'm your friend like i'm always rooting for you right and i know that whenever my time comes like i'm gonna get the same support exactly in return yeah so for me like it was literally just you know honing in on my faith that kept me sane, Mm -hmm. and um yeah that was pretty much it. I mean, that's great. And that's good though.
0: and you had yeah. that that mindset already. It wasn't like a woe is me or how yeah. they you know why are they getting in when you know what I mean? Like, sorry, there's a train that lives across the street from me and it <laughs> it's okay. It's me. Um but that's good. That's really good. I think that also goes into like being mature. Um, and learning how to celebrate other people's success in, in other sectors. I mean, not just, you know, medically and in medicine, you have to do that because you, like you said before, all your friends are, you know, starting in their careers and starting families and things like that. And you're still here. You have to learn to disconnect yourself at that point. Um, and just realize it's not, it's not going to be the same path. You know what I mean? Mm Um, my allergies messed up, um, with that oh oh it also goes into having good friends I think people really like struggle to find good friends and you don't need many uh but you don't when you have like good friends you you don't feel like you have to hide your success and I feel like part of me um not being able to return this past year I feel like that was like one of the things that I knew I would struggle with because I knew like I had friends that wanted to see me succeed, but to me, there was too many opposing sides. If that's (laughs) (laughs) if that's a nice way to say, and um, yeah, and and that's Mm -hmm. that's draining. I can't, you know, you can't thrive in that environment. It is, Um, and you you got to hide your success and tiptoe around other people's feelings when you want to celebrate and you want to be happy because. If you're a good friend, good friends will see, you know, this is, this is a good thing for you, but it's a good thing for all of us. You know, it's not just one person's success. My, my friend, when she graduates, uh, whether you graduated with your master's, you know what I mean? Like that's a success yeah. for everybody. You, you're, everybody yeah. can celebrate that. So it's like, when you have like a one track mind, you just, it's, I don't know, get, you got to get good friends behind you. I think that's a strong root of it.
1: Yeah, protect your energy at all costs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so I have a question on here for support system, but I feel like we definitely just dived into that. Um, oh, so what are your upcoming plans?
1: You gave um, you gave so the girls I, a taste, but you know. Yeah. Um so I'm currently in the prematriculation program at Rosalind Franklin. Woo. Um, that's in North Chicago. And fun fact, the only medical school named after a woman. Oh, praise uh, God. Yeah. You know, crazy, right? I bet that um, was painful. Well, listen, it probably was. Just really. Watson and Crick show tried to tell the world that they created or discovered DNA, and it was really her. And side, but we don't have to go there. Side note, Girl. you know,
0: how how much do you
1: have to do to get a medical school named after you? But anyway. Literally, like, yeah. What are the prerequisites for that? You know, I might be interested one day. One day. <laughs> but um, so I'm here doing a pre-matriculation program with hopes of um, matriculating next year into Chicago Medical School, which is Rosalind Franklin's Medical School. Woo! And yeah, it's a program for minorities to increase minorities in medicine. Mm-hmm. It's great because there aren't many programs even though prep is also a program mm-hmm. of those sorts and we are exposed to classes that you take in your first year so, so if you do well on them they basically know that you're up for the challenge mm-hmm. in medical school so yeah I'm looking forward to taking medical biochemistry mm-hmm. and clinical molecular cellular biology oh, God. Okay. yeah that's literally a mouthful so I have to say it real slow. Around here we just say CMCB. Okay, because I'm he like to say that every day. You just do not. Yeah. But yeah, and I think that at the end of the day, things always work out as they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I would have loved to have gotten accepted to medical school straight out of undergrad, and I would have been a practicing physician now for three years or so. Let me see, three or is it two years? Mm. But I would have totally failed out of medical school if I'd gotten accepted back then, or even after the first post-bac, mm-hmm. because I was not ready. You can't go to medical school and not know how to study. Mm-hmm. And um, my, one of my main things that I prayed about was to get accepted to a school that's close to home because my family means everything to me and they're my largest support system. Oh. And I'm only an hour away from home right now and, that's so- and that oh, is everything you know oh yeah that's beautiful because your whole story or your whole journey you talked about living you know in
0: Philly and Carbondale like hours away from home yeah so it's just it I feel like that ties it all together where it, it did happen for a reason
1: yeah, yeah it did and like um even meeting the people now who are alum of the program, they're just so supportive. Yeah. If you need anything, let me know. If you need help with this, and if I can't help you, I'll point you in the direction of someone that can assist you, because we care about your success here. Your success matters. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. wow. Like the instant feel of community, I was mind blown, like, wow, to see so many people of color. And y'all didn't just say like, I mean, I made it, so figure it out. It was literally like, oh, M1s, M2s, M3s coming back saying, hey, what do you need help with today? Mm-hmm. Like, I got mm-hmm. you. That matters. I'm just like, thank you. It it means so much. It's like, so, so much. Oh, well, I'm excited for your success. You're going to do
0: great. I know you're going to make it.
1: Thanks, girl. And your white coat ceremony, I want to be there. Oh, you will. One, I'm, I'm sending out a mass email, okay? <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. I do. It's like Your, your fictitious second home oh my goodness know. I
0: wish in your
1: mind you want it to be
0: y'all just gotta <laughs> chill on that winter and you got me but uh you know, you
1: know I don't know about that but yes you <laughs> will definitely know and I expect you to be there unless you have started classes that I'll understand thanks thanks dude thanks so much yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but
0: we have three minutes I mean is there any advice you would give to anybody um let's say applying to medical school this cycle
1: your journey is your own. Um, seek out. If you don't know the answers, don't sit there and act like you have it all together. Mm. Um, ask for help. And not just, like, help with applications. But, of course, like, have people read over everything. So many times you don't want any grammatical errors. But financially, there are so many people that you probably don't even know of that are rooting for you. And that would send you $100 for an application. Mm-hmm. Like, I called a cousin who went to Meharry, her and her husband went to Meharry for medical and dental school. I was like, so you trying to pay for my Meharry app? Oh, girl, how much is it? $65 bet. What's your cash? And sent the money immediately. And like my brother paid for an app. My grandma paid for an app. But if I didn't ask, all all of that would have come out of my pocket. So like grand scheme, big picture, always ask for help. There are people willing to help you. And if they can't, they'll point you in the direction of someone else they can. Mm-hmm. And just know that whatever it is that you want to do, you you can accomplish your goals, but definitely write out a plan and try as hard as you can to stick to it. And like, I'm rooting for you. You a person of color, like literally, I got you. Aww.
0: Aww. Oh, yeah. Rooting for everybody in color.
1: Literally. <laughs> In color, <laughs> and live in color, bro. Oh, and yeah. Vicky was the, one of the only people who looked at, actually, you definitely looked at everything I submitted, everything. Oh, and I hounded her, exactly. literally. Kia, I, it's two-week deadline. It's approaching me. Send me those apps so we can get some editing So Vicky done made herself account- my accountability. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I sure did. She didn't even request me. She I, nominated herself. I sure did. And then
0: won the vote. Uh, I sure did. To, to be my college. I won the popular and the electoral
1: college, y'all. I, I won it all.
0: I was but, annoyed the whole time. But it was so
1: necessary. But we got those abs though. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. It was absolutely necessary. I I really, like, that was what it was. And so many times I found myself saying, let me hurry up and get this done before Vicky texts me, asked me where it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's necessary. Like, if you have people that are in the process with you, definitely have them like look over your stuff talk about it not uh, get very sick of it but just know that it's only so many months that she'll be doing this you know it's only three yeah. months or four months that you have to look at these paper, paper and then you'll have to talk about it all year but other than that you will not have to touch it you know what I mean so ever again yeah Oh, I think you were right when you said you know what I mean is my new phrase
1: It's sure <laughs>
0: I feel attacked <laughs>
1: But it's okay it's okay we're gonna get over that too Woo! but <laughs> I uh I don't
0: yeah I don't know if we'll be in Chicago um Friday but we will definitely be there for the regional SNMA conference
1: yay yeah. SNMA yeah. yeah so um yeah I'll see you then but but I'll talk to you, you know. all right girl well thanks so much for having me on your podcast no problem thanks for being on our little podcast no problem and um have a good night and congrats everyone your journey is just beginning. Oh, that's so nice. Okay, girl, bye. <laughs> bye. Ta-da.
0: Hello. I hope um I feel like you say that every like the same note. Like yeah. just, lose
2: my voice a Oh, it's it's
0: glorious. You have a voice every time we record. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was fun interviewing Vicky. We um yeah, it's kind of hard to, like, keep in contact with friends, like, after, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. do it really well. Like, I think you do a really good job of keeping... I, you do! You do a really good job of keeping up with your friends. Do I? Yeah! How? Because you'll be like, I'm going to lunch with so-and-so, and I'm like, it's been, like, weeks since you talked to them. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, it, you know, like, you, mm-hmm. you kind of rotate and just, like, spend time. I saw my friends, uh, two of my close friends, like, yesterday, I hadn't seen them in... Oh, God, I want to say my birthday. Oh, God. <laughs> and they <I> live here. <laughs> Actually, was it wasn't. Was my birthday? No. It That's was during Prima Trick. Let me not be dramatic. Oh, girl. It was like May. Okay. But, I mean, we've gone like a long time. And I, I don't know. Part of it is like me just being, it's so hard for me to like schedule things, mm-hmm. like make it. And it's just like, oh, this is exhausting. Yeah. But, yeah. I still need to go to my grandma's. You
2: still haven't gone.
0: Don't judge me. Keep your judgment over there. i
2: <laughs> no,
0: my business. Oh, I say that every every episode. I know I've said something about I need to go by grandma's. I don't need y'all's judgment. I'm going to go see her. She knows my heart. Mm, I'll go see her. Maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I'll go see her tomorrow. Um, but yeah, no. So, wait list. Your experience on the wait list. My experience on the wait list. You, you want me to go? go? Yeah, you can go. Um, so... I know I got waitlisted at Wright State and then my inability to wait kind of encouraged me to accept a spot at KU once I got accepted. Um, I loved Wright State a lot um, for its diversity and you know, the male um, African American representation was nice. Um, But yeah, no, it, um, it was just far from home and not I don't know like I knew I needed to be home Mm -hmm. yeah and like going to school now like especially with you it's it's... with me guys you hear that I guess say again (laughs) no (laughs) you can listen to it on the episode (laughs) but yeah no like I have a lot of great support here and I'm very grateful for that and I really can't Mm -hmm. imagine not having that if
2: I were to go somewhere else yeah I definitely agree well, not the family aspect, because I'm away from my family. But I just, I know, I feel like our school does a really good job of support. And, like, I feel like all the minorities are really close at our school. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we have to be. <laughs> but,
0: but. We are. Because, we are. Mm-hmm. like, my friend, I talked to her this weekend. And uh, she goes uh, to a school out of state. But she's, like, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, and she was just saying, like, it's really hard because, like, the black kids that are there just aren't really close and like they don't really yeah she was just like it's kind of weird like I, I don't really have much to do you know there's like the, yeah so um, i couldn't really imagine like that atmosphere i know me like i can't live in a little country anyway so Mm-mm. yeah but you feel support so yeah.
2: yeah yeah there's it's a con. like yeah. yeah i guess we'll see as we keep going
0: I think it also helps too because you've been here for, yeah, forever. Yeah, forever.
2: Yeah, and I feel like just like knowing, I don't honestly like knowing your way around and not having to deal with that. I think it's like it that's does. true. Yeah. So, your waitlist yeah. experience. So, for mine, I got waitlisted, I was between here and a school in New Jersey, but it was like a new school. And so, like, I ended up, I got into the post-bac program at KU. And that's, like, guaranteed acceptance. So I was, like, between that or just, like, waiting about the waiting on the wait list. Mm-hmm. And I decided ultimately to go to KU because, one, with the sport. And then, two, like, knowing my way around and, like, not having the, like. Because, like, whenever I went to go interview at the New Jersey school, I absolutely hated that. Like Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah. thought you liked it. Um. I liked it but I could see myself getting stressed out like the rent and the apartments that I would feel Um, safe and comfortable living in in a one bedroom was like $1,700. And so it's like that I would have to have had a roommate I would have to have like the driving was like so different than here it was like stressful and like I was dumb during my interview and like drove to New York. and (laughs) Away for fun? Yeah, well, one of my friends lived, like, oh. in, because my interview's in New Jersey, and she went to NYU, and so it was, like, five miles away, and I'm like, oh, five miles? Like, right. let's go. It took me an hour and a half to get there. Are you serious? Five miles? Five miles. Oh, God, no. It was horrible, and then finding parking was another 30 minutes, so it was, like, a two-hour journey for five miles. On my way back home, it wasn't bad. On the yeah. way back home, it took, like, 30 minutes, that but sounds awful. it was horrible and um like I hated that I just did not like the atmosphere like the trip was fun cause so I got to see my it was and she's my elementary school friend like I've known her <laughs> since I was in kindergarten Jesus and I hadn't seen her since we were both we both graduated high school oh uh-huh. yeah so it was like fun we like went and like got dinner and I got to meet some of her friends and we like walked around New York City which was fun but I was like I would hate this and like I know, like, I'm the type of person who I'd get used to eventually, but, like, I'm just so used to, like, getting in a car and driving everywhere. Yeah. But there, it's not like that. But you're saying I don't want to drive. When I'm married, (laughs) there's a difference.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When you're single, you have to. (laughs) When you're single, you have
2: to drive. When you're married, you don't. Okay. (laughs) That's funny. Um, yeah, so I was between that and just, like, knowing the adjustment I would have to make, um... And, like, if I went up there, it would be, like, a huge transition versus, like... And, like, what my parents kept telling me is, like, a year in the grand scheme of things is nothing. Yeah. Like, so they were, like, wait a year and be comfortable and, like, around people you know or rush into it if Mm -hmm. you get off the wait list. and, um, And, like, have to go through that huge adjustment. And they were, like, you ultimately get to pick. And so... I decided to do the post back, and literally, when I decided to do the post back, I got off the wait list, but I was Uh-oh. like. I know, Sorry, friend. but honestly like I'm like not looking back at that decision because I got the email and I was like, okay, whatever Because um, I'm happy now and like I'm doing well here with my friend Yay, you are friends, <laughs> I'm the friend <laughs> <laughs> And like I just met so many like great people that like I know they'll be my colleagues And honestly like I've heard going to med school in the northeast is like such a different environment because it's super competitive Yeah, and it's cool Yeah, super cool yeah, yeah. I think
0: I I think there's irony in that the fact that you, it's kind of like you were like okay you know wait this out or, like wait a year yeah but like go somewhere you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I think that's great I honestly like I feel like the postback, set everybody up so nice yeah to do do well <laughs> like there's no reason you should stress about mm-hmm. these exams you've seen it you know me on the other hand I'm sweating bullets oh but my God. <laughs> um I I really do like. I, I'm i glad
2: you made that decision because I wish I could have done this post back. Oh, my God. I do. Blame myself because I left my own post But Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but uh, it's true. Like, it did really did make this transition super easy just because, like, during the post back, like, we got to be on the campus and, like, just knowing where to go. I don't, like, I really don't think people realize, like, just knowing what building to go to, Oof. like... Stressful. Yeah. Parking. And just, like, stuff like that. And, like, they know the curriculum, so they made sure we had classes that, like, would help us now so yeah Mm -hmm. it was worth it
0: great opportunities Mm -hmm. um have you had to wait for anything else I mean not like this but you know like okay like what
2: (laughs) you don't want me to say okay
0: no that's (laughs) 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 um I know like waiting on um loan money was scary (laughs) oh that was very scary um just like thinking we weren't gonna get our money in time and Mm -hmm. my mom was just like be patient they're not gonna let you be homeless Mm um um waiting to figure out if I was gonna
2: be in Kansas City was scary oh yeah I hated that that was yeah yeah that was annoying yeah but i hate that because like certain things you like know the answer to but then it's like just when you get the letter the email it's like i'm so nerve-wracking note that like our exam scores
0: yeah how mm. do we feel about waiting and and getting rejection mm. i'm trying to think oh so i still heard about this um Uh-oh. i applied to a research program um in the summer of last year mm. um and it was here in kansas city i was really excited I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be in Kansas City, get paid. Um, And it's at this really prestigious research institute here. And um, I waited from January to uh, March and then got denied. And I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. that. So to me, that was my reason to go back home. Um, And little did I know I was going to go home anyway Um, and working um, and made probably just as much money
2: as so, if you would have yeah
0: yeah so it ended up working
2: out so how about you um waiting and rejection I'd probably say like med schools like just honestly waiting and then going to interview and then getting like a rejection letter like yeah that's like the worst feeling
0: yeah I will reject me. yeah I'm yeah.
2: Fine. fine yeah I'm not fine <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, would you say it worked out? Yeah, it did work out. And like, honestly, like, the rejection, I feel like rejection drives you. Cause like, I feel like we're so much more like humbled, humbled yeah. by our rejections. And I feel like they've made us ultimately the people we are, like, versus some of our classmates who've never been rejected, used to getting like hundreds on every test and like just sliding through easy in life. Like, just like the way they they're they think about certain things or I don't know, like their attitude, certain things is just a lot different than we have on life. I feel like we have a little more depth.
0: No shade. Um, Yeah, no shade. uh, I mean, we just know that our spot is precious. mm -hmm. Um, And I think we, it makes us take our spot a lot more serious. Yeah. Um, And just like, you know, things like we'll, we'll be in the, we'll see like on the group, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, party at, so and so and it's like we have an exam like in three days and you're going to a party you know what I mean Yeah. Um, which isn't bad I mean if you've done all the work up to that point where you can do what Go you want to do um, but to us we're just like oh no no Jesus
2: no because no. I'm like you can always be reviewing something
0: and there's no party I care about going to that much Mm-mm. at all mm-hmm. I mean Afrobeat parties are fun <laughs> we skipped a pool party today last day of the pools and he (laughs) said no so um exactly so yeah but I do think rejection happens um for a reason Mm -hmm. when it does happen so if somebody's going through um application cycle number two because you know you just got that final rejection letter it might have been a blessing in disguise so just be sure of that oh god Uh, can I tell them what you're doing no I was playing with her face. I'll say that. Oh okay, so stop
2: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Weird. So. Oh.
2: so <laughs> anything else you'd like to add? Um keep emailing us because I love whoever emailed us with the loan suggestion because we didn't even think about that. No, that was genius. Yeah, that was a great topic. Um and there's just, like, so many ways to go about it and so much stuff that we've learned. And if you guys are early in the process, it might actually help you, like, decide on what schools to apply to, too. Yeah. And,
0: like, there's, oh, yeah, we can talk about full rides. Because I know I have a friend that, I have two friends that got full rides. One goes to Michigan University. The other goes to SIU. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely an opportunity. And, like, always ask. Flo got a nice, well, no, no, let me not give out your financial aid package. <laughs> Chill out. Right. I'm about to give them your pass by me. Excuse me. Um, yes, we'll talk about scholarships and things like that to medical school. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Oh Well, thank you guys for putting up with our shenanigans and waiting. Um, I want to have a voice on the next episode. I think that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we also have a doctor who said she'd be on our show. Um, so if you have any questions specific to doctors um, can you email us those Um, and we also want to have merch but I don't want to write a check that we can't cash so (laughs) be on the lookout for that Um, and if you don't already follow us on Instagram follow us at melanin period in period medicine and that's I-N or you can email us at melanininmedicine02 at gmail.com that's all Toodaloo! Adios!